0: Hello, love. Welcome to Floating on a Cloud podcast. It is that feeling you get when you are connected to your divine guidance. Sarah Sparks interviews guests to share their story of how listening to their divine guidance positively changed their life for good. The intention of this conversation is to make listening to your divine guidance an everyday occurrence. Hello loves. Welcome back to floating on a cloud. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. Oh yeah. I don't think I've ever really introduced myself. Hey, Sarah Sparks here. I hope you've been enjoying these episodes. Today we are going to be talking to Lisa Pinock. Pinock, as how do you? Um, yes. She is a teacher, musician, mom of two amazing teens and one funny fur babe um, and a healthy food advocate with Epicure. When she isn't teaching music, leading a choir, or chauffeuring her kids to dance classes, you'll find her doing fun, interactive cooking demos in her community of Markham and beyond. You're in Canada, right? Yes, that's right. Markham is just uh, east of Toronto. Okay. Uh, Lisa delved into... Another leadership role in March of 2018, when she founded the Fem City Markham Collective. That's where Lisa and I connected was through Femme City. Yay. Of heart-centered entrepreneurial women connect on a monthly basis to collaborate, support, and lift each other up higher and higher while rooted in the Femme City mantras of gratitude and positivity. So what I'm reading is that you're not busy at all and you have lots of free time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Right now, Sarah, I'm talking to you, and I'm so glad you invited me. Thank you. Uh, I'm talking to you on uh, my lunch break, because I'm a teacher, um, teach music at four elementary schools in the Toronto area. So, yeah, not, no busyness here at all. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you just say for four elementary schools? Today? Yes. Yes. Oh, I my god, one school to the next um, almost every day. So, yeah, it de- definitely. But they're all lovely, and um, I'm very lucky to be in four wonderful community in Scarborough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk
0: about listening to your divine guidance. Oh, have you always listened? Has it been easy for you? Talk to me about a time when you weren't necessarily listening.
1: Yes, I was thinking about that question. And what came to me first was uh, the time when I was in your position of raising young kids. My two as I said, our teens, they're turning 19 and um, 16 and a half. So those days for me of having little ones uh, running around or, you know, toddlers up to um, elementary school age was marked by a lot of um, activity for sure, but not a lot of stillness. And when when I think back to those days, I, you know, I I kind of get wistful and I I think, wow, if only, if only I knew then what I know now, but really the whole idea is that it's a journey. It's a, it's unfolding. It's, you know, we're on this path of getting to know ourselves and that can only come with attention and time devoted to it. So I think during those years, I was more busy with, Fulfilling and um, concentrating on other people's needs than on my own. Uh, really had no idea what self-love was about. I don't even think that term terminology existed really in the in the way it does um, today. I am very grateful that now I can say I take that time, but back then I really didn't, and it left a a void for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you like were you ever nudged to listen this way or talk this way or share with things with your children or maybe you're at, at like the doctor's office or something and and then you're just like, oh no, we 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 got this, or maybe you actually tuned in. Were there any moments like that for you? Yeah, there there definitely
1: were moments <clears throat> like that. I found um they they were uh Somewhat haphazard in that they, they were, there were, were pockets of divine guidance, and I would tune in and I would take that, um, whatever was being offered, and, and really be grateful for it. But then I'd go back to the patterns of, of listening to other voices, other voices that were not necessarily tuning into my higher self, because I really didn't know or understand that that soft voice was for me. It was very specifically meant for me. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, and the and there's also oftentimes I find so much outer noise in in our world, in our day to day activities that it can be it can be easier to tune it out than to tune into it. Mm-hmm. So I sort of took that escape route more often than not. Um, and it wasn't until really in later in life that I started to embrace uh, that inner knowing. So what, what, what has been that, oh,
0: la, 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 la. what <laughs> was that like then for you when you started to embrace that inner knowing?
1: Yeah, that, that was a period of um, real transformation, uh, but it didn't come easily or uh, right away. I, I went through a, a period where there was a lot of doubt and confusion. I was doubting myself. I was going through a very difficult uh, personal situation where my life went through this upheaval that I didn't expect. Uh, you know, when you're married for 20 years, you kind of think that, that you know that's the deal. You're you're in it, and um, lo and behold, two years ago um, there, we experienced a separation, and you know all of that trauma that comes with it was, uh, was part of my awakening. And when I say that, I, I really use that word um, purposefully because it did feel like I'd lost touch with myself. And um, coming to that place of knowing myself and, and, tr- and more importantly, trusting myself really took time. And uh, I'm very grateful that I had a lot of uh, not only, um, you know, trusting myself, but also having the tools and the people, the resources to help me through that period. I, I highly recommend for, you know, anyone else who's going through similar turmoil to remember that you really can reach out to the people in your life that, uh, that you trust and that you know that you can rely on for, for sound guidance so i was very fortunate in
0: that. Mm-hmm. when you mentioned awakening and you were very cautious very um you chose that word very wisely did you feel like you were waking up to the woman that you had become but not necessarily who you wanted to be but who you had become
1: there there was a real sense of knowing this lisa this this Lisa, um, that she was, she was there, but that there was a lot of dulling of the effects of who she really is, of who, what her, her essence is over the span of many years. And, and that's, um, you know, not necessarily to say that it was a result of any one incident or even, you know, just the fact that I was, busy raising a family and, and being a wife and all those other things. Those things were, I really believe, were part of my journey. And I so embrace those experiences. But what led me to where I was a few years ago, a few, you know, about two and a half years ago, was a realization that there was definitely a disconnect. And um, it came out in, in a myriad of ways. It showed itself. Thankfully, I, I took those signs and, and really did uh, honor them. But when those signs kept reappearing, and I and I realized that that no, I, I needed to reconnect with my authentic self, then I embarked on that that journey, and it's been mm-hmm. incredibly fulfilling.
0: Do you know now the difference between the thought that you're thinking and a thought that you're receiving? And then I, yes, let's start there.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And because, you know, our society is so, um, so focused on the thinking mind. And uh, really, even as a teacher, I've been an educator for 27 years, that's often what we what we talk about and delve into with our students but i think over time i've realized that so the thoughts the the thoughts that are that are coming to me that are just part of my you know conscious mind and and they can they can often have a um a quality that's frenetic i don't even know if that's a word (laughs) that sort of are you know, you've heard that term monkey mind, of when things are kind of you know, racing along and there's so much, there's a quality of, of being rushed. Mm-hmm. To counter that, I, I feel like when I am tuned in to my inner wisdom, to my divine guidance, it comes more often than not a mirrorless. wisdom. Mm-hmm. And it's a very different sensation, uh, both emotionally, sometimes it even comes physically where, you know, I, I feel like those chills on my back and I just kind of know that this is, this is coming from source, from spirit. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it's, it's a very different quality to that, the other types of thoughts that I described.
0: How have you been able to trust what you're receiving more so than before, whether it be a thought, a feeling, an emotion, whatever.
1: And that, That's really, uh, wow, that has been a process. Um,
0: I, I think... And you might still be in it. Sometimes I <laughs> yes. receive things and I'm like, no, guess again. Let's do this one more time. That's not the <laughs> one I was looking for. Let's go it again. And then, then I get the same answer. And I was like, I mean, even me. And then like if I'm channeling for myself or if I'm channeling for someone else, when I'm channeling for myself, I'm way more critical on the, on the information, like, mm. or if I'm channeling for a program, it all just flows through. Um, but if I'm channeling for someone else, I'm able to decipher really quickly. Um, and if the, re- if the message resonates really uh, deep in, deep in my soul and in my heart, I would say spirit is this something that I'm supposed to be knowing? Is this for so-and-so or is this for me? Mm. And it's usually that we're aligned and that's why we have connected that the message was literally for both of us. Um, it's just that I'm able to receive it. And so in a more effective, efficient manner. And so I'm like, and well, this is what yeah. I received. I may not tell that to people though. Cause then they're like, she doesn't know everything. What? She doesn't know everything. <laughs> no, I don't know everything. I'm always learning.
1: <laughs> surprise, surprise. Eh? I know. <laughs> shocker. I know. But... <laughs> oh, wow. And
0: it's
1: but such a beautiful has, thing
0: to listen. What has helped you? I feel it's just practice. Like yeah. I'm like, well, we're going to have to practice trusting and then get into the vibration of trust and we're going to go with it.
1: Well, you know what? That's so true. And the way you've described it, Sarah, is is. um, Similar to what I've experienced, maybe on a more of a micro level, because it's it's when I'm when I'm in a place of of really tuning in, I find that practicing being with my own thoughts, with myself. So whether that be through meditation um, or you know, starting the day in a gratitude practice, but just putting aside that time, which by the way, I never did in any long-term um, consistent way back when I was raising my kids and, and um, in that busy go, go, go life. I, I, when I do that now, I find that it's, like you said, with practice, it gets easier to tune in. It, you you have this sense of, um, of trusting that inner voice because you have attuned yourself to it, mm-hmm. to to its um to its presence. Because honestly, I really believe that um, and one of my one of my spiritual mentors who I, I absolutely adore, um, Michael Bernard Beckwith, he he says something along the lines of, um, you know, your inner wisdom is always speaking to you. The question is, are you listening? Mm-hmm. That's and that's been my experience for sure. Mm-hmm. Is that that. First being quiet, first just mm, zipping and, and being in a space and, uh, and a framework where I can really, uh, really tune in. That's the first step. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it's an important one for any of your listeners to realize it's, it's accessible to all of us.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. How do you receive? Is, do, are you audible, visual? How do you receive?
1: A lot of times, and it's interesting because I've been, I find I'm much more of an auditory Mm -hmm. um, receiver and also being a musician. Of course, my sense of, and a singer, my sense of, you know, my auditory senses are very heightened. Um, And then yet, uh, having said that, I also find that recently I've been doing some energy work, some energy clearing, did um, this really fantastic uh, program recently with a friend, and and a lot of the, the clues and the messages came visually, and that was really neat for me because I don't find I often think in pictures, but maybe that's that's just a um, you know a, a mode that I need to connect more to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, it was really cool when we went through some of these. Visualization yeah. exercises, and I was really able to see like a screen screen. Uh, some, of the, especially when we did the inner child, knowing we did, uh, you know, a um, visualization surrounding uh, getting to know and, and greet and talk to your inner child. That was really cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Where has your
1: divine guidance led you? Oh, I think uh, when I look back. On just the last and it really is a short time frame that I'm speaking of but the journey from my during my separation was two and a half years ago to now even though that's not a long time so much has been packed in there in terms of transformation um and and getting to know myself and getting to know uh how I how I tick you know and really Accepting the the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between. Um, that that I I find that it's been it's been an amazing process of of first first of all getting to know my values and, and getting to know me on a much deeper level, mm-hmm. and that includes you know like I said the shadow side and all the things that go with it because that has to really inform. You can't shine your your light brightly. I don't feel unless you really have embraced a certain sense of of your full full spectrum of who you are. Mm -hmm. So now I find that I I receive a lot of that divine guidance through music. Uh, That's always been a source for me, but I find that it happens more often now. Be listening to a song and it could be a song i've heard so many times before but something will strike me differently and it'll just be like this zinger (laughs) (laughs) pay attention we're singing to you right now (laughs) yes and this this line is actually meant for you so you listen up (laughs) and it'll be like that more often than i can count on Mm -hmm. my hands because yeah, music definitely is uh, a modality that is so, so near and dear to my heart. I've, I've grown up in a musical household and become a musician myself from a young age. So, so yeah, that's a, that's a gimme for me <laughs> to, to, um, to find that, um, that kind of communication
0: mm-hmm. through
1: song, through lyrics, through music. Um, and I find that I also give that back to the world uh through my singing through you know whether it be a church or unfortunately i can't sing at at school anymore because that's banned right now you know Mm -hmm. thanks to covid but really um my ministry in terms of of bringing um peace and prayer um to people through song is something that i've i've been grateful to both give to others, and I feel I receive a lot of divine guidance in that role as well. I
0: feel, has anybody ever shared with you what they receive while you've been singing, like, oh, I got this feeling, or anything like that? Yes.
1: Oh, yes. And it's so, oh my goodness, it's so inspiring and moving when um, there have been a lot of uh, glimpses of what other people have, have gotten through that prayer period when they're you know listening to, to me sing at church and now that we're online i'll sometimes get messages from people because we're not in person um, right now and i'll say you know that song really spoke to me and it means the world to me because that's really what it's all about so nice. uh, i'm very grateful for that that is so awesome
0: do you have any final advice for us on Having more floating on a cloud moments, those um, connected moments.
1: Yes. Oh, this has been such a wonderful opportunity, and I, I'm really grateful to you, Sarah, for asking me to be on. And for your listeners, I would, I would encourage you to, um, to really uh, take that time and space and building awareness of what your inner voice may be saying to you is a practice, just like. Sarah, you yourself have expressed within your, your experience. It has been mine too. And, and I find that it's an evolving journey, not mm-hmm. one and done by any stretch. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that it, that it is something that is always uh, you know, unfolding and, and that makes it exciting too. I would also really recommend, uh, it's something that I started to do and has helped me tremendously is to check in with yourself. You know, During the day, just ask, and it doesn't necessarily mean when you're having a stressful moment, although that is sometimes a really good time to stop and listen. Mm -hmm. But even when you're having an awesome day and you're floating on a cloud, take a moment to just check in and and ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? And, you know, how does that feel in my body? How does it feel emotionally, mentally? And just do that inner check. For
0: sure. Because then at that moment, you can decide, do I want to have more, more moments like this or do I not?
1: <laughs> Precisely. Oh, you said it. Absolutely. <laughs> oh. Well, how, come, how may we connect with you? Oh, I'd love that. Uh, please reach out to me on uh, on LinkedIn. I'm there, Lisa Pinnock. Um, and also on Facebook and Instagram, my handle is eatwell.withlisa, which ties into the whole Epicure healthy eating (laughs) advocacy work that I do. Well, awesome. Well, I will post
0: them in the description and be sure to uh, check out Miss Lisa. Uh Thank you so much for your time and energy in this conversation. So much love to you.
1: Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for tuning into this episode. For more information about the guest and how to listen to your divine guidance,
1: please click on the episode description. So much love to you. See you soon.